0: The PREP for the Night podcast is partially supported by the Arkansas Department of Health through a grant program funded, in part, by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. All discussion is solely the responsibility of each participant and does not necessarily represent the official views of, nor an endorsement, by engaging Arkansas communities, the Arkansas Department of Health, CDC, or the U.S. government.
1: Hey everybody, and welcome to the Prep for the Night podcast. My name is Dwayne. Uh, today we're going to be discussing how HIV impacts the lives of those infected and those around them. Uh, we have a special guest with us today named Kedrin. He's going to give us his experience. I'm going to give mine, and we're just going to have an open-ended conversation about that. How are you today, Mr. Keydren? Well, in yourself, Twain? I have no complaints. Thank you so much for asking.
0: Loverly, loverly.
1: All right. So first things first, uh, when did you discover that you were positive? How many years has it been? Ooh, five. <laughs> it's been five years, really? Yeah. Hmm. Um, I've only been a couple of months. So I'm a newbie. How did you take finding out that you were positive?
0: It was devastating, to say the least.
1: Um... Like, I mean, I hate to be real
0: cliche, but uh, like, I really had one of those like movie tunnel vision moments where like I just like looked off into the distance, and, like, everything my PCP was saying just like drowned one out. Ear and out like, him. it was like his mouth was moving, but nothing was like registering after that because, like, I mean, that was a doozy, you know what I'm saying? And granted, like, now where I am today, I know that it really isn't that big of a deal, like, right. honestly, but you know at the time not knowing anything and then it already being a stigma mm-hmm. and there we're already being all of the negative connotation that there is around our community and hiv itself it was just a lot to take in at once and i did not take it very well after being honest
1: i do want to touch on the fact that you said your pcp so your pcp told you in person yeah, that you were positive yeah okay because that's one thing that experience isn't the same for everyone i know one of the big issues we have had where, you know, people find out that they're HIV positive is the way that it's told to them. Uh, a lot of people are told over the phone. Uh, myself, personally, I was told over the phone and I did not know how to take that. You know, how do, how do you, first of all, how do you properly deliver that information? How do you take in that information? And I was, uh, I think I had just clocked into work when that happened, I got the call. Uh, my daughter's like, hey, yeah, so you're positive. And I was like, I was stunned. I was like, what do I say? <laughs> like. Like, thank you. Thank, have a nice thanks, day. Yeah. Thanks so much for calling. Uh, I, I hung up on him. And yeah. I, I hung up. I went for a drive. And honestly, anything could have happened because I was very depressed when yes. I heard that news. Um, like you said, once I got I've been educated since about the time you found out you were positive. I did more research and I got more knowledgeable on the situation. So. I was able to take it, but that first initial hearing that you're positive after you consider yourself to be so careful, you know, that that just goes to show that it can happen to anyone.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: All right. So, since you found out, how was it getting your medicine for the first time?
0: That was honestly very easy, like, and like, I went a while, like, because once I found out, I was like, you know what, I just went a while without speaking to people, like sex, doctors like i just was kind of in my own world like slowly spiraling if we're being honest like I, maybe it was a little visible but who knows but um skipping forward about two years down um i basically went to see my pcp again because it, it had been like two years since i'd seen him literally like two years since i had seen him mm-hmm. and uh um, it was about the time for me to go get like you know what i'm saying regular blood work and stuff done anyway and so that's when he reconnected me back over to uh, IDRG at um, Saint Vincent. Okay. Infectious disease. Oh, infectious disease. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I always get the acronym wrong, so I try practicing <laughs> it when I can. I don't never IDRG. know. IDRG, and uh, you know, it's been very easy. Doctor is very informative. She's very knowledgeable. She She's, She's very, very knowledgeable. patient. She's very concerned with our well-being. You know?
1: And she makes you feel like you're talking to a friend. Like yes. Switching to her was very pleasant experience for me. I think in Cause I chose her uh, just off meeting her the first time. Like mm-hmm. she's so open about everything. But um, I want to go back pregnant, to stay pregnant, girl. <laughs> but we can leave that alone, girl. <laughs> that is her business, okay? <laughs> but I do want to touch on you saying that. Um, what did you say? I kind of lost my train of thought. It was something you said that really clicked with me. Ah, your medicine. Oh, you said it was maybe visible that you were spiraling. At the time, yes. You you lost that was you lost a lot of weight at that time. You had changed your eating habits. I did. around that time. I so did. It was, it was a lot of things going on that. So it wasn't to, to distract you. It was from, very much a distraction. Yeah. It, it wasn't that visible because remember I didn't know for how long.
0: Yeah, but you you y- y'all knew something was wrong with me. Like my entire life was falling apart.
1: Yeah.
0: Kind of. Yeah. I was honestly like, and not that like my, my friends are my friends, but like. I was always with people, like, that really didn't, you know, want to do anything other than, like, the same thing, which was, like, very self-destructive behaviors. Like, it was a whole thing, you know? And, like, I appreciate you coming over that time when you did because I was, like, really, like, lost in it. I I was lost in the sauce, y'all.
1: First of all, the way you told me, (laughs) the way you told me completely threw me off. Like, you just casually said it, and I was just like. Yeah, because that was right after I started my meds and stuff. And you just came out and said, Yes. Yeah, and I was so- like,
0: sick AF. I could like barely stand. Like, yeah. It was a mess. So,
1: but when you told me, like, you just casually came out, I was like, Yeah, so I'm HIV positive. And then you just went back to watch the TV. And I was just like, Is he joking? Is he serious? <laughs> like, I was so lost. I remember I had to ask you again. I'm like, uh, Can we go back to what you just said? Because. I'm confused. Like, are you or are you not? Because you just let it go out. Like, I was like, the way that the two people prior to you telling me, actually, you know, one was before you and the other one was after. Uh, But the way that the first one told me, like, he cried. He He just busts out crying cause he expected me to treat him differently. So the way you told me, the way he told me, and the way the guy after him, all of you told me in so different, so many different ways. But that just
0: show you how differently we all impacts, process things. It yeah, it like, impacted everyone differently. I'm not a very, ex- well, I am a very expressive person. You know I'm a crybaby. Right. But like, when it comes to me like trying to hold myself together, certain things like, it's just like, I've already been dealing with this. I'm finally in a space where I'm, I'm going, I'm getting treated for, you know, I'm getting medication. And, but I was just, you know what I'm saying, just trying to, basically um, thug it out, you know, in the best words. Like, I was just trying to push through it. And, like, when I told you, I felt like I had to tell you because, like, I had to tell you why I've been, like, so weird, so distant, so depressed. Like, because I was a thing. Mm -hmm. And granted, knowing that I know now, it literally, and with, like, when I started the meds, it only took, what? By the time I went back for my next uh, visit, I was undetectable. Right. Like, so it took under two months for me to be undetectable for my viral load to literally be like. uh, Now explain for
1: the people who don't know what undetectable means.
0: So undetectable means quite literally the virus is undetected in a blood sample. So. Uh, typically, when someone gets blood work done, they're getting tested for lots of different things. And when you're looking for uh, HIV, they're specifically looking for like the viral, like they can count like the viral, um, blood, like the occurrences. Blood, 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 yeah. yeah, like they're like like tiny little little heads They can literally count them in a sample of blood. And so it's undetected and therefore untransmittable in that format.
1: So just for the, the people who don't know, untransmittable means that you can't get it if we were to have unprotected sex. Correct? Right. Okay. A lot of people think that once you're undetectable, that means you can just go out to like being your normal self and normal free, you know, raw life self. And that's not the case. But <laughs> not because we don't been there before we don't been there before but just because you're undetectable doesn't mean you're you know Immune free from, from other, other STDs. yeah you you still can get other stds and stis um and with that also being saying there's other options like say for instance you were in a relationship with someone uh, a lot of the guys that i've dated even before i found out i was positive were on prep prep is an option for people who aren't uh, HIV positive to stay HIV negative and to prevent getting it. Uh, and I also want to clarify that stigma too, because I saw someone tweet about that this morning. They said, "Oh, I started prep today, so that means if anyone wants to have raw sex in the next week, I'm free to do it." No, you still could get STIs and STDs. So I just wanted to throw that in there. So how long did you have HIV before you told your parents and the rest of your family? Because you absolutely two years, two years, two years. Okay. How was it telling your folks, your family, that you had it? How did they take it? Really, I didn't
0: tell everybody because I mean it's not it's not anybody's business, and like that's the thing, like because I think as Americans we get very very caught up in what's going on in someone else's underpants, absolutely, and that has really nothing to do with anybody except for the people who I have sex with, like to be honest. So I really didn't have to tell anybody what was going on, absolutely. But I decided to share that bit of intimate information with my mother, and you know she kind of took it like she took a lot of other things, which was very personally, and she was a bit of a drama queen about it. And I'm only saying it like this, like right. because we we definitely discussed it, like. Right. But like she just she didn't take it. She took it worse than I did.
1: Yeah, as in what could she have done to prevent?
0: Right. Yeah. She and it's almost that. like, girl, it was my you my weren't coochie. In okay. That night. Ooh, can I say coochie? <laughs>
1: you can say whatever you like.
0: <laughs> but yeah, like I mean, like you did you raised me in the ways that you were able to raise me and i made my own decisions based on that now of course right. we could talk about you know misinformation and being led on and not being protected properly but i mean all of those things still leads me to these exact situations so i'm not going to feel any type of way towards any specific person about something right. that I did, you know, right. mm-hmm. but that's kind of the way she took it and like, she cried and like, it was a whole thing. And later, you know, we talked about it and she was like, you know, I realized I didn't even ask you like, who was with you when you found out or who goes with you to your appointments. And, uh, I was like, yeah, I mean, yeah. And then I cried, you know.
1: <laughs> and actually, didn't I take you to that, the, the appointment that you found out you were positive? that's what she told me too when i no, you didn't so i didn't i mean i wasn't there when you found out but the one that you went to get tested yes yeah so we all one. went tested together yes yeah so it was three of us because it was uh, my first
0: time getting tested yeah wasn't it such a lovely surprise
1: <laughs> the universe be universe and girl was was that all of our first time getting tested i believe we all were very we all were very scared because i mean as gay men Of course, we do what we do. And because of the stigma that, you know, gay men are the leading factors of HIV, uh, you feel like if anyone, if you're unknowledgeable on the situation, at that time you feel like if anyone was breathing on you, you had HIV. So when we went and got tested that day, I remember being very scared. Uh, Ironically, uh, two of us came out negative. We didn't discuss it with each other, I don't believe. Actually, I think we did, and I believe we all said we came out (laughs) negative.
0: Period.
1: (laughs) and then it was like a year or two later when uh you know your change started happening and that's when you told me that yeah remember that time we went and got tested well yeah I've known for such and such time and I was like wow as a friend and you know you said the reason you didn't tell us is because we were young and we were you know we were misguided and we didn't really have an understanding of what HIV was and actually at that time I I was dating someone who had um you were mis- yeah, misinformed me on their status, and it scared me, and I had a very ignorant way of uh, dealing with that situation. So yeah, we were very ignorant as children. so I understood why you didn't tell me at the time. but yeah, after that, I got my information together, and I started dating guys who you know, I was more open to dating guys who are HIV positive because I had this experience with a wow, while, like my friend is going through this. Uh, imagine what you know other guys are going through and it's 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 that stigma that had me that way. Mm-hmm. So that's why we're here trying to educate people who don't know that much about it. And charity. see
0: one thing I do wanna hit on because we just ever so lightly went past it, yeah. but that whole thing about like
1: it being a gay We beings, are all
0: we are all sexual beings. Right. Like let's get that out there. And I really honestly personally feel and you can say what you want. I feel like the only reason that gay people, especially gay men, are the most uh, notorious Mm -hmm. for uh carrying something like hiv is because we're also the most frequently tested
1: that is true because i know a lot of heterosexuals who who either haven't have never been tested for instance i was having a conversation with heterosexual men almost never get tested never they never do because they feel like it they can't get it
0: heterosexual women once a year yeah
1: twice if you felt something
0: weird was going on bitch you know how many times it's a needle in my arm Baby, too much To be honest <laughs> Baby, what? The inside of my elbow got freckles, bitch <laughs> Like And I'm dork dorkskins, okay like, mm-hmm. And to me, that's literally the only thing And it's because we're constantly like being Bullied into getting tested Like, Everywhere you go, every time you log on a gay app Every time you go to the gay club, get tested No, you said this, no, you said this And granted, that's good, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing But why is it not, just like the, the It's not in situation, course, Because else, yeah. all these gay, straight artists, male and female, and otherwise, get on stage and do talk about singing thing. And, and actually do have sex mm-hmm. on stage. And nobody mentions a condom until it's a little Nas X. Yeah. And why, what's the difference? It's that double standard. A gay black man.
1: Yep, that's a double standard. Well... So as far as my family go, I want to get back to the family part. Yeah, sorry, uh, and no, that's okay. It was very relevant conversation. <laughs> my family took it. Um, I told my mom the same day that I found out, mm-hmm. and of course, she was down. Um, she was sad about it, and she just all she could think about was this is her biggest fear. Like she's told me my whole life. Well, since she found out that I was gay, that she was mm-hmm. afraid of you know this being a possibility. Same and but she didn't take it as bad as she could have and like i said i think that all goes back to my experience before like her knowing about you and knowing that you were okay and she knew about my boyfriend that had it he was okay that helps her um you know feel more comfortable with me having it. Because Mm -hmm. one, she knows I'm a very clean person. Uh, I was at the doctor, the day that I found out, the day after, I was like, yeah, so when we gonna start testing? When we gonna start this medicine? Like, we need to get to it. Uh, So that's one thing. And I've been trying to get like my brothers, uh, even, you know, they're not gay, you know, whether they are or they aren't, I want them to get on prep. I try to tell them about having condoms. I just Mm -hmm. found out one of my brothers is sexually active and they kind of just like, that's my baby. But he's sexually active. Ooh. girl, and he, ought- never mind, we're gonna leave it alone. That's my baby, that's my baby. He had told me yesterday he's not my baby. He said, I'm not your baby brother. I was like, oh, you trying to fight? <laughs> but that just goes to show like how impactful, you know, the people around you. Uh, You never know who around you has HIV, first of all, because if we're being honest, this is the first time people are gonna hear that I have HIV because I've never publicly spoken on it, you know, and like I said, I've only known for like six, seven months now, if even that long, because it was very early in the year when Mm -hmm. I found out. Uh, It took me, like you said, about a month and a half before I was undetectable.
0: I got the horse pills, y'all. My (laughs) pills is like the size of a damn AirPod.
1: I'm dead. Mine are very small. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're so small. And I remember when I got my first- um, Besides one of these packages. Yes. <laughs> when I got my first order, she gave me some nausea medicine to go with it uh, because she was like, you're gonna be so sick. And I remember you told me- See, she did not give me no damn nauseous medicine. <laughs> and me and her could fight, cause she told me- Well, she only gave it to me because remember I was going on vacation out of the state. Oh yeah. And she, she didn't want me to be away where I couldn't get help, you know? So she gave me the medicine for that. But here's the thing. Uh remember I took my medicine and it didn't do anything. So I was like, oh, I don't need the nausea medicine. And now sometimes I have the nausea mm-hmm. and I don't know what I did with the medicine.
0: <laughs> but what I will say, when I switched and started taking them at nighttime,
1: mm-hmm. that's what she advised me to. Do.
0: Much of that went away, like 50% of it. Because the at nighttime, your body has time to deal with all of that and it's not trying to start your day as right. well mm-hmm. like so by the time it finished messing up my stomach and my body i just wake up you know and i'm right. saying like and that's really the best way to do it like granted sometimes i i really take it in the daytime again now mm-hmm. but when i was getting like used to it i try to shoot yeah I
1: because now your your body knows the medicine yeah, yeah. And, and you, you know, know the trick to nausea, girl, get a little gum well girl i just keep me some ginger ale I, I see i, I can't I like put that. nothing on the stomach it's gonna come up yeah because baby you know how i don't like medicine i don't like pills i i try not to get sick i know the times of the year that i will get sick and it's usually around season change uh right before spring and right before fall those are the times when i get sick which is why when i got when i got sick and found out that i was positive uh it was right before springtime and i thought i was like oh it's just a little cold you know it's it's because it's spring you know so it's, why is that doing that? That's your screensaver right now? No, that's the odd part. Like, my screen is on, like, the sleeper timer thing. This is off topic. But it's, it's, it's showing, like, Breaking Dawn and Supergirl and, I don't know, some really weird things. But anyway, I was about to ask you, uh, so how's dating being HIV positive? Girl the same. I didn't have
0: no niggas before. I ain't got none now. <laughs> No, nah, let me stop. No, really. Honestly, though, it's the same. Like, really, like <laughs> I don't really have an issue with like the whole pause thing. Like, mm-hmm. it's not a big deal. Cause I mean, I, as much as as much as there is this big societal cloud over it, like most people know, like it's just, it's just like I don't know, having eczema, or uh, I know I fidget with a lot of stuff, <laughs> or like uh, compared to like some girls who have like a. Um, I mean, just little things that people have had their whole lives, like my sister with asthma. Like, I don't have to go through nearly as many steps as she goes through. Like, you know, and people with like huge food allergies. I just right. literally take one pill a day, mm-hmm. and that's way better than what it used to be. You know what I'm saying? So for us to come like forty years into the game and it be reduced to like literally just one one pill, I and they're working the on TN. exactly, and, and they're working, I mean, on, working it on injections. On the, yeah, mm-hmm. Girl, it's gonna be up like it's gonna be like birth control in a minute. Like so. I mean, it's just not a thing anymore. Like, So the
1: reception of guys you're intimate with, they're pretty much okay with it yeah. because of the progression of time. Yeah.
0: And then a lot of times, like 50% of the guys I'm talking to also are HIV positive. Right. So.
1: For myself, I was very, you know, you know me. Yeah. I stay on a date. <laughs> so I was a little afraid that the guys I was talking to were going to be like, oh, well, you know, we we're not interested no more. And, and granted that
0: does happen from time to time
1: it, it does happen I haven't had it happen to me yet uh, I had kind of an awkward run in of a conversation Just a few days ago But other than that All the guys that were loyal to me Are still very loyal to me And they gave me these very sweet messages And and wanted me to know that they were there So I was very happy about that Because that's the only thing I could think about I was like oh my god my dating life is over mm-hmm. You know I love a good date Right. Oh I was hurt Ain't but- that like a little snap <laughs> But everything it's, it's been it's been very well. I'm I'm actually more open now with like people that I meet. Uh, I try to let people know, you know, how I've dealt with it, cause I like for instance, my assistant, uh, her grandmother has it, and that that just goes to show her grandmother got it from a guy she was dating. So it's not just gay men. It's and not. It's there not are a lot, lot of men.
0: heterosexual women women with it too. But granted, they don't have to they don't have to shout for the mountaintops. Like, they don't have to, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, to me, we are literally bullied about it. We're bullied for it. We're Mm -hmm. bullied into it. And then we're bullied around it. Like... There was no escape for for us from the stigmas that STDs carry, specifically the, pa- the p- 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 package. <laughs> you know, when we're not the only ones getting them. Like, who? Like, there is no possible way. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, even historically speaking, if we go back to like the Tuskegee experiment, how effed up that was, and the mm-hmm. government was literally. Like denying treatment, because I won't say that they were exactly infecting men with it, which they were at some point, but, you know, allegedly, they were withholding the treatment for syphilis from black men. Right. And, mind you, knowing that those black men had it, but they were studying them. So, these are hundreds of black men in the, what, 1900s? So, just imagine how far that spread, whether they were straight gay asexual like
1: because i mean it spreads in different ways like girl it's a whole thing like I I want to touch on to you saying the government was withholding again. This just put like a, a it triggered something for me because because <laughs> you know um, since I found out that you were positive and you know that so many men around here were positive. Uh, remember remember I was trying to get on prep for mm-hmm. so long.
0: Why for literally
1: the two years I tried for years to get on prep and I was constantly denied by my different insurances. They were not paid for it. It doesn't matter what I did. I wrote letters, Mm -hmm. all of that, to try to get on prep, and I was constantly denied. And the last year that I tried to get on was last year. I tried to get on last year, and then when my little experience happened, I found out this year that I was positive. And what do you know, this year they made it. They cover it, it. They cover it. Prep is free to get. So there's no reason why anyone should not be on prep. Everyone should get on prep. But not even that, because hitting on that, piggybacking, they didn't cover
0: PrEP. Like, they don't cover PrEP. And I, well, they're doing it now. They're doing which, it know, now. They are doing they did not before. But you know, you could get your medicine covered.
1: Yeah, I, we're talking about the for HIV? Yeah remember that was hard for me to get covered too until I got on the Ryan White program exactly. and they were able to help me get it so there are there are ways to get your medicine you just but gotta I mean, jump through a lot like of public hoops. though because as soon as I found out they gave me that little packet and stuff uh-huh. and told
0: me to go talk to them so like even that like to me it's easier to get the treatment for it rather than the, the protection mm-hmm. and yeah. to me that's crazy and it's a little cynical in the way that it's designed because they would rather pay or, or force you to have to pay to really for the rest of your life to be on mm-hmm. a medication rather than girl we ain't got a, <laughs> it's just a lot
1: well I just want to thank you for sitting in on this with me I really appreciate you once again my name is Dwayne and I'm Kidron and this is Perp for the Night stay tuned for the next episode thank you so much smooch it Well, hello, everyone. Just an FYI, Prep for the Night is a platform of expression and experience. We are not affiliated nor endorsed by any medical doctors, scientists, or conspiracy theorists. If you, a loved one, a sneaky link, or your nosy neighbor are interested in receiving any medications, please consult your primary care provider. Once again, thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time.